we're gonna start so i'll i think i'd let you intro i made you intro last time so i'll intro <laughs> intro this time you make me um, intro every time uh, do you want yeah <laughs> i think it freaks the people out who's that man who's that man with <laughs> there's a man with eyes what's going on <laughs> no i don't think so um okay so i, I am reggie this is Reggie, and uh, who am I today? Oh, I'm 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 Iso Ellen. That's who I am today. I'm sorry, I'm taking a moment. It's been a morning. Um, and, and who are we interviewing? Us? Yeah, who are we interviewing? Is there somebody here? <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hey, I'm Gliza from Classical Adventures. For one, I have a podcast uh, where I where I read uh, classic works dramatically and also discuss those works, sharing little tidbits, little trivias that I find interesting uh, to share with my listeners. So it's um, it's a little passion project that I love. Um, it's a very niche pre- uh, passion project, but I absolutely adore working on it. And um, every single listen that I get is just, for me, is an amazing thing because I know how not many people like classic books so the fact that i get any listens at all is always is always great <laughs> i like classic books i do true I do. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm i was one of those people that didn't like classic books and uh-huh. then um the pandemic happened and i was just like there's a lot of books that i should be reading i can't call myself <laughs> a reader if i don't read classic books so i like you know i'm trying to go when- one there book at go. a time. Yeah, there's and you so have a many great books. voice for it. So, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's just the mic and the editing, but you know. <laughs> oh, editing no, no. always helps. <laughs> what editing? I don't edit. That's what Reggie's for. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've been enlisted into. <laughs> That's why I've asked Reggie to co-host. It's really about the editing. It's nothing else. <laughs> He's good at oh, it, so, man. you know. I'm He's simping hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You got to explain. What does that mean? I remember No, nope, that's for the other show. <laughs> for the other show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. That's, um, what books have you read so far? What have you, um, what have you, I, I still haven't, I need to put your podcast on, but the problem is the wonderful thing about the classic books is it's very relaxing for me Mm. and I make it about oh five minutes (laughs) (laughs) if I'm not if I'm not up and active and Mm. like doing like listening um like I would an audiobook like putting Mm. away laundry or cleaning or moving yeah I'm I'm gone it's it's (laughs) very relaxing for me and um I get caught up in the story and I'm just like on waves of of sleepy bliss and so um I haven't I haven't been proactive enough to you know like oh hey I need to clean my room and I could listen to (laughs) but so what books have you done um tell the audience what books you have done so far well it's only been season one I just started in September so each season consists of one book so um so far yeah it's only um it's only been Alice in Wonderland um and uh, I'm actually nearing my finale in uh, February 24. 
Um, so mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited for that because I'm finally going to end my first season ever. Um, and it's always going to be, um, it's, it's, it's exciting because I feel like before I started, um, with this podcast, I knew nothing like about Alice in Wonderland, just like the little, you know, tidbits that, um, I was going to ask, what have you discovered? You know, what I just, I thought, Anna, the Alice in Wonderland with um, annotations that had like the historical annotations. I have this big book that I've just loved and I haven't really delved in it, but that has been fascinating. So what has, what have you discovered about the um, Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland that you did not know going in? Just well, the first, one thing, because the, there must the, be 20, you know. <laughs> there's so many. The very, very first thing I knew, because this is how I knew nothing about um, Alice in Wonderland. The very first thing that I found out was that's not even his real name. Uh, Lewis Carroll is not his real name. It's Charles Ludwig Dodson. And I've always yes. been like, that's impressive to me that I went all this time not knowing that that's a thing. I thought his real name was Lewis Carroll. Um, that's one of the things that I, like, that's how how um, I knew very little coming into this. And that's basically um, uh, my personal goal uh, when it comes to this podcast. I want to, um, I want to discover things that I, I didn't know at all. And, um, and it's been like, it's been such a journey for me from knowing literally nothing to becoming somewhat of an armchair expert. I wouldn't say I'm like an expert in Alice in Wonderland, but you can drop me now in Alice in Wonderland and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was, um, that's that and that's that. And I understand that, that kind of thing because I've, I've spent like basically since September uh, just reading about Alice in Wonderland, studying about Alice in Wonderland, uh, going through the books, going through history that I can find online. Um, and now, you know, I feel really comfortable uh, telling people that, you know, that's not what Alice is about or that's not what, you know, what what so, Lewis Carroll thinks, that kind of thing. Do you have a favorite version of Alice? Um, my favorite version of Alice in Wonderland probably has to be the nursery Alice. Um, that's the Alice in Wonderland. Um, it, it's called the nursery Alice because it's meant to be read to um, zero to like five years old. Um, and it's a nice little short uh, version of the book and it's meant to be read to children. And I love it because it looks so pretty. Um, the, uh, the artwork is the same, but it's colored and it's just, it's a lot simpler for children to get into. And that Mm -hmm. personally for me is my favorite, um, my favorite version of Alice in Wonderland in, in written anyway. Um, but there's actually three, um, three official sort of Alice in Wonderland. It's, uh, the original manuscript, the Alice in, um, Alice's Adventures Underground and then Alice, um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Nursery Alice. Those are the three versions. Do you have that copy? That sounds just amazing. I have it. I have Mm -hmm. the Nursery Alice um, and I have uh, the original Alice. uh, Well, not the original, like the copy of the Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. I have that. I don't have the the original manuscript because it's not really printed. (laughs) (laughs) But I have read it. I have read it. (laughs) Which would be neat. I would love to see um, his handwriting and some of the work and the, and the, oh man, if you could get the letters between him and the illustrator, you know, just the different right. things. 
I would, right. some, there's stuff there I would love to see. Wouldn't it's you know? actually, um, it's actually on, I believe, um, I have it in one of my show notes where you can, um, see the scanned copy of the Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, it's one of my show notes. Um, and if you guys want, I can send you the link later. It's it's really pretty to see because you can see, like you can see his um actual drawings. Cause at first he didn't hire anybody to draw. I know and so, they were terrible. So he, they were terrible, <laughs> but like you can see that, you know, it's impressive for a first time person. Like yeah. it's a lot better than I could ever attempt. Um, <laughs> but it's not that great. It's not meant for like, publishing for everyone <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, there there's just so much that in that history and and mm. um about who he was as a person and then right. his interactions with the his fascination with um alice you know his particular alice and um yeah there's just i could get lost it, it is one of my favorite right. um uh reading it I got more out of it than anything else, but it is one of my favorite uh, stories from, right. from, and it's, it's so classically English, a little bit scary, a little bit edgy. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually funny. Like for me reading the, when I first, um, when I, so I'm a horror baby. That means I don't like horror. Cause like every little thing about horror just <laughs> freaks me out. Um, so when I first, um, when I first saw the Disney movie, I didn't even see the whole thing. I just like sort of glanced at it. And I, and the only scene that I remember was uh, the, uh, the queen of hearts um, and Alice uh, becoming smaller and the queen of hearts was going off with her head. And that terrified me as a child to the point that I never wanted to touch any Alice books or watch any movies. It was movie, terrifying. That whole movie had a lot of horrifying aspects. Horrifying. Well, books. Yes. It, yeah. it was horrifying. Um, but when I read the book, I was like, this is actually not as scary as I thought it would be. I mean, maybe because I was reading it as an adult, but it was actually a lot more fun. They're, they're more of an annoyance to Alice than actually a danger to Alice. Which yeah, is she, she handles everything very clear. Um, yeah. Uh, did you hear that? I, I've got a call. <laughs> Um, she handles very uh, what I meant to say she handles everything very calmly and um, uh, but there were things in there that still freaked me out just her you know the growing big and getting small right right um, there were yeah there were things but I didn't read it as an adult until adult either but there's still mm -hmm. a strangeness there there's still right. a you know it's still, <laughs> it's still like a dreamy sort of thing but um, what I what I got from that was like it's like I didn't realize I would be a Queen of Hearts stan until <laughs> I read the book because now I'm like whenever I watch because uh, for me my interpretation of the Queen of Hearts is that she's just this silly easily angry lady that you know but still uh, all of her people love her that's that's what I feel when I read the books because she's just going around going off with your uh, head, I, off with your head, off with your head. I'll admit you do seem like a queen of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and the king is like, the king is like, 
no, 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 not off with your head. I pardon you. I pardon you. And everybody's just like letting it happen. So nobody's actually killed in the book. Nobody's actually like, it's not scary at all. And the king is actually like, so, like for me, the king is actually really in, it's, they're treating her as this kooky, um, you know, monarch that they're just like, every little thing is like off of their head, off of your head. And for me, that's just, I don't know. That's endearing to me. I find it endearing. But in the <laughs> movies, she was portrayed as this scary person. And in, in Tim Burton movies that I watched recently, she was just this scary person until the very end. Where yeah, just, you just you know, recently watched the Tim Burton one. I did for the first time ever. It was slightly frustrating <laughs> to say the least. But I like I said, I didn't realize I would be a Queen of Hearts fan until I read the book because I love the Queen of Hearts. She's just this funny, kooky queen. <laughs> i can't remember there's a really great oh yeah i did uh, impossible things i encompass i accomplished what 10 impossible things before breakfast or six impossible things but and that was one of the queens was that the red queen or the white queen i can't remember which one it was but um uh yeah there and the little i think it's the red queen yeah 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 it uh yeah you're right. That it is an adventure. It is a great book. So yeah, very much so. Yeah, I could I could talk about that all day long. <laughs> you're working on other projects too. On top of you know, I see you on Twitter. You're like, I'm gonna try this out, and I'm gonna. Try- <laughs> <laughs> so what do you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just um, I have a, a weird, not really a weird problem, but I don't like not doing anything. Um, so, um, I think it might be, I think I have ADHD where I hyper-focus on something. And then if that's not, uh, enough, I go look for something else. Um, currently I'm trying to, I don't want to say get my Twitch stream live or whatever, because I'm not, uh, I don't, it, it's going to be an attachment to just my podcast. It's just something fun to do. Um, but, um, it's mostly just me playing RPG games for fun. And, you know, hanging out with people, uh, with my listeners, um, definitely uh, an attachment to my podcast, but not really related because I'm just playing games. I'm just hanging out. Um, I also still something fun. <laughs> I also Especially want, in time of COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also want to get into uh, voice acting myself, um, but uh, more leaning towards audiobooks than um, actual voice acting. Yeah, let's, um, so that's let's talk about the VA. <laughs> I haven't made any progress or attempts, honestly, just like people asking me to read lines for their podcast. That's the most I've done, um, which is fun because I've never, uh, I never realized I'd get that far. So um, the the latest one that I've done was at a Plum Forest podcast where he reads mm. um he reads uh he basically rewrites uh classic chinese stories uh for modern times and then he um asks different people to sort of act in it and sort of read it out yeah, and then that's yeah. his podcast and i love his podcast it's just very chill it's very it's very relaxing to to listen Ooh, to sounds interesting there's so much out there 
yes. with podcasts really that people are podcasting their passions and mm. and or teaching or you know there's just a ton out there I had no idea it's a mm. huge 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 ma- massive <laughs> think, yeah. this is the I'm, most I'm starting to learn oh. that myself this is the most popular I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I've never had like. Oh, by like, the way, happy birthday! <laughs> Thank oh, you. It's your birthday, happy birthday! It um, it was my birthday um five days ago, and it was so five much fun. Days ago, yeah. <laughs> well, five you days ago, been on Twitter as much, and so I'm missing all the stuff. But it was yeah. a, it was a lot of fun. I spent the day um very chill with uh, my husband my parents we went to the dog beach um we chilled out over there for a little bit and then you know saw watched a little bit of movies ear yeah he's dog like dog beach it like dog beach up. what we're not we're going <laughs> to the dog beach today no <laughs> oh funny <But> yeah <laughs> So, um, do you want to you want to do audiobooks? So, if you looked into that, looked into the next step for you know doing the audiobooks, and there and- is there is this website that my husband had found, and let me see if I can pull it up again. Um, it's it's called. Let me see. Um, I have to pull it up because he sent it to me as a text message because I told him that I was interested in like this eventually. And um, let's see. It's called acx.com where basically, yes. yeah. So <laughs> um, basically people can sort of um, audition for stuff. And I've been looking at it. I've been staring at it um, for like, a couple of months now and I haven't had <laughs> I haven't had the courage to like just start um so I wanted to have like a body of work that I could show that's why I've, that's that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast was just so I, so I could have a body of work to show off as well um but yeah I want to get into that ACX is where I the first thing I saw and I wanted to see if I could you know um interest some readers into i mean some authors into choosing me for their um reader for for their audiobook reading um but yeah that's the that basically opening that website is the first step and i haven't done anything no. else <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me that sounds like me that so sounds like me that that yeah very much so <laughs> i've heard of the website i've looked at the website for just um i don't know as an author looking at audiobook mm-hmm. kind of things and mm-hmm. uh um kind of i think in that way and um yeah but i i have that's it i looked at it <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> i opened I it opened and i was it. like that's interesting and I think I subscribed I or something because I get an email every now and then, but you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at it since then at all. So. <laughs> well, yeah. and I imagine like dealing with authors is a very unique experience. What like, do you mean? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, every, every author is going to be unique in what they want or what they expect. They can be picky. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, you, want you to, say you want to be able to like meet 
the the style that they want as well because yeah. you can you can read the book and have your own interpretation of it and then mm-hmm. when the author hears your interpretation they're like oh wait no that's not what i want at all don't read it like that and i'm like well all right <laughs> so exactly. it's it's definitely um it's definitely uh an experience that i want to really be a part of i don't want to like i um i think the audiobook reading uh is just as important as the 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 you know mm-hmm. to match what the author wants because this is you're you're voicing you know um well yeah the, you're gonna be well, part of the project you're gonna be mm-hmm. part of the program yes yeah very much so and it is it is trying to um oh meet what the author wants an author usually has most that i know of that i've talked to um have a vague idea of what the character sounds like and feels mm-hmm. like and so um they and then the inflection i mean it depends on the author but some authors mm. can be really picky you know you want right. a certain accent you want a certain inflection you want and right. if you get um uh depending on how much the money the author has you know some of it right is, right <laughs> some of it cuz it's a lot of work i i've read stuff before and um um and had stuff read for me and just mm. the uh, amount of of time that goes into it and right. then um uh if as i think acx they want you to when you read the i don't know if it's audible who is it somebody when the author gives you the work they want you to give you back a finished product and not have any editing required in it right. well when you're reading for stuff i know i've read my own stuff and different stuff i mess up a lot oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> When it comes to recording, it's the um, I know my discussions get more listens, um, but that is like the easy recording because like I know what I want to say. It's easy to, you know, to do. um, And sometimes I can ad lib. It's the chapter readings that takes forever for me because I, I I read too fast. I don't like I don't like how it sounds. So it's it's a lot of messing up with the chapter readings, and that's mm. the one that takes the most time. Like I have oh. to take a whole day just recording it because, and it's only like fifteen minutes, and I'm just like, why is it so hard? Why can't I pronounce, you know, appreciate today? And I would have to read <laughs> appreciate like several times. Um, you can tell me you how many times I re- <laughs> I've I've pronounced words wrong and then um so I've listened to it back and I'm like uh later much later because I didn't catch it <laughs> and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I always I always I have meant that I thought it I thought you pronounced it that way <laughs> <laughs> I always have how to pronounce up on my uh computer do you really yeah oh, when I when I try when I try to do it um I think I've forgotten how to pronounce. <laughs> I don't want to say it. it's going to sound stupid. Reggie, if I pronounce it wrong, you have to edit it out. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Do we have to? No, we won't. We will. No, I'm trying try to, I'm trying to imagine, like, now I've completely forgotten how to pronounce the word, right? It's, <laughs> I'm trying to say it, and I've compl- it's going to sound stupid when I say it. And? It's, it's hippos, but like the first the the whole thing now i can't pronounce the whole word because in my head it's gonna be hippopotamus and i can't that's, <laughs> that's, that's so not how you say that that's not how you say that word okay okay now, I'll, t- I'll give you some of mine mine um the want wanton i've yes. pronounced it wanton <laughs> <laughs> um, c- 
Kafuni or cacophony has always oh. been in my head. Kafuni. I am keeping reason. all of this. This is <laughs> this is gold. Um. Oh, and there's some others that are um um uh, uh, reticent has been reticent forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still say it wrong. Oh. So I have some that I still say, you know, especially cacophony. I know it's cacophony. I've been told it's cacophony. <laughs> it was cacophony for years. Oh, <laughs> and so, it makes um, no sense. You know, phonetically, they don't even match. But in my, <laughs> who cares? So, so here's the thing. Um, in the Philippines, right? Um, comfortable is uh, pronounced comfortable. That's how we say it. That's how we've <laughs> always said it. And then I went to America and people are like, what are you saying? I'm like, what? I'm comfortable. That's what I am. <laughs> and he, they're like, do you mean comfortable? And in my head now, before I say comfortable, I have to say it once or twice in my head. So it comes out comfortable, not comfortable. <laughs> what I've been saying for like, you know, since my, since I, you know, since, from from young to 20 i've been saying it as comfortable and it's comfortable sounds, sounds like the laziest right. transformer Dude, <laughs> it still sounds better to me than comfortable because it says all of the letters properly yeah. so comfortable, comfortable just sounds like you coughed a little bit comfortable no that's what it sounds like to me so, um, but yeah, that's. Oh, that's wonderful. The other word um, that I pronounced wrong for, for years and years, um, it's a road in Portland. It's um, Macadam mm. and I called it Macadam. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go on Macadam and I take that way out to Lake Oswego and people, what? <laughs> Macadam, what? <laughs> you know that? Oh, Macadam. Plenty of streets in Portland that can be mispronounced. Yeah, but that, you know, that's not like click tat or some kind of Indian <laughs> yeah. name. It, you know? It's also, um, uh, one of the things that I know that I mispronounce, because I always say Canadian uh, at my job, Canadian. So sometimes um, I would go Canada instead of Canada. And it's just, and people are like, what are you saying? Oh, I meant Canada, you know, where the Canadians are. <laughs> <laughs> where the Canadians are. Okay, Reggie, you got to give us one. We know there's one you mispronounce. There's got to be. It can't just be us. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Fess up. There's got to be one. Uh, I don't know because I got like Aloha Hillsborough, Beaverton. I don't know. My side of town is it's all really straight. Like that's the name. Well, that's a street or a place, but you know, I've heard you pronounce other people's names when you're not sure how to say them. So come on, there's got to be some <laughs> word that you in your head forever read and then realized when you hit, you know, your twenties. Oh, I'm saying that oh, wrong. That's not right at all. <laughs> well, give we me time to think about it. We'll give you time to think about it, but we'll circle back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll circle back. Give me a we sec. totally, I know there's a word. There always is. There's know, always there. a word. There's yeah, always yeah. A word. Especially, especially if you're a reader, because you spent so much time reading that word and you only know that word through books. And then you heard somebody say it and you're like, oh, 
That's not and how I say it in my head. <laughs> and that, you know the Japanese stuff too, and all of that. So you know that there's. I so that- was mean to me. <laughs> you gotta think about it we'll we'll circle back we'll circle back yeah we'll circle back i'll, I'll find a word <laughs> and now he's just looking at dictionaries and he's like which one which one, which one? i'm just gonna make up a word and satisfy him <laughs> satisfy these mean women oh, mean i so i am mean i put him on the spot all the time uh, I don't think he knew that. You should have known that. I've interviewed you before. You know, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I interviewed you. You did, but you didn't put me on the spot. You were nice. You just let uh, me talk. And yeah, talk I know. And I was a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't return the favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I the words and the, the reading aloud, that is um, an interesting thing. Uh, very definitely. So how did you two connect? I mean, um, Gliza, I met kind of through Red. Was it, how did that happen? Reggie, how did you meet Gliza? I mean, how do you know I, I think we just met through Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Wow, just, Twitter's amazing. Just randomly. I think you followed me on Twitter and then I followed you back and then I followed everybody else in the Six Sheets crew. <laughs> And then it's funny because my um my my podcast is like meant for high school for like it's very PG like you know mm-hmm. and then suddenly <laughs> I had I had like a lot of um mm, I want to say interesting characters following me from Reggie's uh, group uh, from <laughs> Six Sheets and I'm just like oh I want to follow back to support but also it's a lot of stuff lying in my face that I'm not really ready to like when I scroll on Twitter. Um, it's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, uh, scenario um, just because now um, my timeline is very filled with very different, um, very different um, people with <laughs> different, uh, different likes and dislikes and all that. And I have a lot of like, comic book fans a lot, of, a lot of movie fans a lot of true crime fans and then i also have a lot of like um voice actor uh voice actors yeah, and yeah of- we we have a really weird group mm. that follows us which and they i'm started not following me which is very interesting too because um i've learned a lot from from them as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're on the fun side of Twitter. What can I say? Yes. Um, I I can see the 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 fun because sometimes there'll be like likes and there'll be uh retweets and I'm scrolling through it and I'm like, oh, this is not safe for work. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. That's pretty much all my (laughs) podcast is. So I just, very, you know, I, when I don't know, you probably got on and you, the, you found this connection like for Reggie and then you followed him and then his people followed you back and stuff. And that's part of the not safe for work kind of thing. I, I tried people. to get, when I first got on Twitter, I tried to break into, um, 
like Romance Landia and with mm-hmm. other more romancy authors, uh, mm-hmm. more mainstream authors, but I couldn't, they either are post and go or I was just newbie on the block and there was no immediate um, interaction. There there was no interaction and no retweeting and nothing. And so some of the first people I met, I talk about all the time. Johnny um, was a guy who has an OnlyFans page and his, his feed is full of stuff that I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, you know, but he was sweet and he was nice. And he retweeted me that first week and was playful and kind. And it kind of spiraled from there. It just, it the um kink community on twitter was the most welcoming community um that there was and the most re-promoting you promote that you know they don't even there's not even really a requirement they will just if they like it they retweet it and um there's not really the competition i don't know what it is but there's just an, it's a different community. So it's neat that um, I know that your podcast may be more safe for work, but um, yeah. It's definitely something that I noticed, not not just with the King community, uh, but with also with the podcasting community. Yes, um, I've been a part of like the photo, um, I'm, I'm also a photographer on the side. Um, I'm, you know, um, and uh, I write, sometimes very very small things not really a thing um but i realized when i joined the photography community they're just very um it's a competition you want to you want to be the best and it's a very cutthroat um they they don't want to help you if you have questions they're always like uh this question has been asked why don't you do a little bit of research that kind of thing that kind of response but with the podcasting community it's very different. It's very welcoming because podcasters are also listeners of podcasts. So they yeah. they they enjoy basically like nobody's going to be like, okay, I'm listening to this podcast. That, that, that means I can't listen to your podcast anymore. My podcast uh, quota has been met. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just not there. So all of the podcasters that you become friends with also listen to your podcast. And then it's 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 just a whole big community of just loving each other and welcoming each other and teaching each other how to become better. And this is like the most, um, sure, there are some weird ones um, that you're just like, you really shouldn't have a podcast because you're saying really weird stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, but for the most part, everybody's been welcoming. Everybody's been great. Everybody's been supportive, um, you know, and honestly, most of my followers are, are podcasters as well. And, you know, you just meet people that, you know, are, are interesting and you see so many different um, so many different topics that you never thought you'd be interested in until you saw you listened to it in a podcast. And yeah, it's it's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, I was what was I searching for? And I was like, there were some amazing um, just where they would take it's not just movies, reviewing movies or reviewing books. It's 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 uh, some some of the podcasters like reviewing. I can't even tell you I can't. They were kind, they were so knit niche but they were so you so fun sounding mm-hmm. um uh and i i can't write and listen to a podcast it's the same but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work yeah you're I doing start, great 
I start writing what, um, you know, what I'm listening to. So that doesn't work for me. So I don't get mm. to listen to as much, but you're right. There is, it's an amazing variety that's out there and mm. everything. And so, so where are you planning on taking your podcast in the next um, year? You've got one, you've got Alice in Wonderland. You're winding that down. You've kind of stretching in other areas. I mean, um, what, what is your plan? I'm, I'm actually getting ready for season two which is um, I've, I've talked, I haven't announced it on Twitter, but I have talked to people about it. And I have said that, you know, I'm um, going uh, to study Agatha Christie uh, this time oh, around. Oh yeah. And um, I'm going to be the chapter readings, the, the character, uh, sorry, the chapter readings, um, the dramatic readings would be focusing on Hercule Poirot, the, you know, mm. their, the, the mm. main, the, uh, his, uh, her, sorry, her sort of Sherlock Holmes character. Um, and I'm excited to do that because this time around, it won't be, um, it would be more short stories because um, each episode would be a finished story instead of like Alice in Wonderland where it's a continuing mm -hmm. story. So that's something that I'm uh, excited about because um, it, I've noticed, <laughs> I've noticed that true crime is really popular. Uh, so it's so it's it's sort of dipping my toe into true crime, but not really. Um, just enough. And just, just enough. A just a little so, tip. And that's and that's what I like about my podcast personally because I will never run out of material. I will never reach a point where I'm like, all right, there's no more classic books for me to read. Um, <laughs> there's just way too many. There's way too many for me to do, and. Um, I'm think like eventually I'm thinking of going to um, like a horror thing and there's even erotica um, classic books that um, exist and I'm just like maybe uh, I'll do a not safe for work <laughs> version of my podcast eventually um, but there's just so many to uh, there's just so many to study so many to to look at and learn at that um, I do. Uh, want to keep doing this it's 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 um I don't see myself ever reaching a point where I'm like all right that's enough I can't do this podcast anymore um and that for me is is amazing uh because every season is a new topic a new revamp of um of uh of my podcast um I'm actually working with my artist right now to get a new logo for season two and I'm excited Oh, I love your, your, your Avi is so cute. Yes. <laughs> so adorable. Um, I wanted to ask, so I know that part of the podcasting came out of the wanting to read these classic books, but what, what said, oh, I'm going to read classic books and podcast it. I mean, where was that, that connection, you know, <laughs> that, that one day you just woke up, I'm going to be a podcaster. It doesn't usually <laughs> happen that way. So, um, I'm gonna go buy a mic setup, and <laughs> it's actually funny um, how it started. My husband wanted to start streaming on Twitch, so he started like, uh, and also on YouTube. Like he wanted to play video games and that, and I was just like, "Oh, you're doing that? I'm kind of jealous. I want to do something." <laughs> and, and that's and that's how it started. I was just like, "What can I do?" that involves a mic and recording because he has a mic and he's recording and I want to do stuff. I'm creative too. Dang it. Um, so that's how it started. That's how the, the thing entered into my mind. I actually wanted it to be more of a YouTube channel, 
because of the artwork that I do. Um, but the fact that it became more of a podcast and I have a podcast website just sort of uh, started growing better. And my YouTube, even though I still publish stuff on my YouTube channel, uh, the same stuff that I do publish, um, it's not uh, it's not as active as my my actual podcast. Um, you know, I mean, it's still uh, I have, I think, 11 subscribers on it or like 13 now um, because it's the same thing. Like some people prefer watching the videos. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the main thing that I really wanted to do with with the podcast, um, other than, you know, doing the dramatic reading was also um, presenting the artwork of uh, a lot of people that I'm impressed with. Um, each each episode actually um, showcases a different artist um and their their interpretation of it like if you go to my website each episode has a different um has a different artwork uh on the album uh album art- artwork or whatever and it's different artists that i'm impressed with and showcases their art. it's basically um an art gallery for me um you know i feel i feel like one of those um medieval patrons that's just like do this art for me and you do this art for me and it just feels so fun to do that <laughs> i feel like a rich person <laughs> nice. like a rich medieval patron you have people you can ask for art we need to talk i need some artwork <laughs> i have characters <laughs> I have uh, I'm surrounded by talented artists my best friend the one who made my um my uh, avatar she's amazing um my husband can draw as well but he's more of traditional um on paper pencil drawing Mm -hmm. so um it's very different um I have another best friend that's coming back actually from Korea and she does a lot of water um watercolors and um my tattoo artist is my husband's nephew's life partner so if you know somebody who doesn't mind doing not safe for work some art i have a book i would love to turn into a digital graphic novel <laughs> oh, so <laughs> i i can ask them if they're interested i think i think my tattoo artist would be interested in that and i could connect both of you um, yeah how many, I've been, just ahead, out of curiosity how many uh Tattoos, oh, tattoos do you have how many tattoos do i have i have three um oh you little every, baby i know every <laughs> single time every single time i get a tattoo i'm like this is it this is the la- this the first time <laughs> and the last time i'm not gonna get any more and then every like every time i'm on the i'm on the table and getting the tattoo i'm like this is it i can't do this i, I hate i'm also a pain baby <laughs> Where are um, you getting them? I mean, I don't are know. They really, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> no, not, no. You just stay away from the bone and the nerve, I hear that, and you know, they don't hurt that much. Where are you? It's, oh. I'm getting them on my back. Um, uh, there's one on my back that's the most painful because it goes on my spine. And um, I have this one uh, on my wrist here. Um, it's a turtle with uh, on top of books. And my, um, my, uh, my husband was like, did I see that? Did somebody share a photo photo with that? <laughs> I, oh. yes. So um there is a photo of it flying around on Twitter. Um but I think I've seen it. Yeah. I yeah. think I, maybe we talked about I think we talked about tattoos and you shared it because yeah. it was a really neat one. <laughs> and um the reason uh my husband was like, Why turtle on books? And I was just like, 
I like reading books and I like turtles. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why not? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, but so far, my favorite tattoo is the one I have on my bicep. And uh, it's basically a girl fishing on the moon. And it's beautiful. It's it's funny because um, I when I, I don't know if I can. Well, I, I guess. Well, I guess your listeners just won't be able to see it, but you guys can see it. Um, when I, I'll draw it when I'm, you know, as I'm talking about it. But when I was younger, um, even even until now, there's this little doodle that I do, like on my notebooks, or and I always do the same doodle every time. And I don't know why I do it. I don't know how I started doing it. Maybe because I watched a Pixar movie <laughs> and that logo sort of just stuck in my mind forever. But um, this is basically the little doodle that I do. I don't know if you guys can see it. Oh, I can see it. The moon. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's basically something that I doodle on all my college books, whatever. Like, I'm not paying attention to anything. That's what I doodle. And then I, I said to my tattoo artist, can you do something with this? And then she did this. And it's just so pretty, super not close to anything that I've ever <laughs> drawn. But yeah, she captured the feeling of it. Um, and I, I'm, this is my favorite um, tattoo, though. I'm getting an update on my back tattoo and I don't know why I'm doing it. I remember it very well that it was painful, but you know what? <laughs> I wanted to get it bigger and like have a more, uh, a big, like the back tattoo is uh, a Phoenix with a uh, silhouette of an eight year old girl. Uh, just because it represented the time that um, my whole family uh, got into a house uh, fire and how we all survived it. And I was oh, wow. at that time. So that's what that was. The, oh. the Phoenix tattoo. Mm, neat. Very neat. Tattoos are so cool. They have they so are. much meaning and everything. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. My first tattoo. <laughs> I'm covered, so. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because after the first, like your first one is like the most meaningful one. You're like, okay, this is the most, like I'm only going to get a tattoo if it's meaningful. After the first one, you're just kind of like, well. No, once you no. get enough, it's like, oh, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> like, I, I want that one. Because Why? Because it's cute. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Because <laughs> my uh, I have four planned 18th, actually, so we're good. <laughs> my 18th birthday, I actually skipped school and went to a tat shop and got a tattoo. Or like, got a tattoo on my wrist. Was it just and getting the tattoo, or were you, you know, was it, you know, you were doing a meaningful thing? No, it was a bass cleft. <laughs> so I played bass. So oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I still have that. Well, that was my very first one. You okay. still haven't, aren't they permanent? Uh, maybe they're, I don't. They're understand pretty that permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tend to stick around. I mean, I know you can cover them up with other tattoos or take them off, and you know it's scarring. But you know, <laughs> laser. <laughs> I thought they were pretty permanent. Oh my goodness. Too funny. Um, too funny. Well, Reggie, any more questions? I've been asking all the questions. I'm doing all the work here. I'm I getting... know. Yeah. I'm letting you pull everything. <laughs> no, I'm letting, I'm like, you know, go for it, dude. 
my my interview style is very you know it just starts very organic so it's it's uh yeah what i just asked the next question that seems uh, you know natural but yeah i don't know about reggie I, he's he's too quiet come on speak up man i am very quiet <laughs> are you looking at a list i wanted to <laughs> no i mean we've covered everything i was thinking of so oh good Okay, so um, um, Gliza, are you from Portland or are you from outside of Portland? I am. Uh, so, I'm actually not a U.S. citizen. I am a recent immigrant that came here three years ago. My husband is from San Diego, born in San Diego, but he didn't grow up in San Diego. He grew up like in Florida. Now his family is over in Oregon. They've all moved up there, and that's why eventually my husband and I are going to move up there. Um, you know, because... that's why you were going to the big books. Yeah. Okay. So I'm <laughs> I'm actually uh, um, I'm like California is the first state I've ever lived in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I love California. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of the sunny weather. Um, I I know <laughs> it's not going to be like that, and I'm. Slightly not looking. <laughs> Oregon is nothing like that. Oh, but yeah. you have three months of pure sun in Oregon. You know, usually so much. It's not, usually, it's not, maybe it's, three months. Come it's on, not, <laughs> global so, warming. Like, three months straight. My my husband is very into like nice sweater weather. You know, like the the yeah. cold and oh, stuff. No. And yeah, I'm like. But- we got I the am, comfy clothes. I'm on the other hand, like I'm a big summer girl. Like I love the sun. I love I love oh, being under the sun and here. you know walking around and stuff like that. So that is definitely something I'm going to miss. But you know, um, it's funny because um, when when we first started dating, when my husband and I first started dating, um, it was actually online. We met online. Um, my parents had already come to San Diego and they wanted me to come here. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I started up my OkCupid account to sort of just line up some dates when I got here. <laughs> so um, he was one of the, per- the people that I talked to and my plan to come um, and, you know, we started talking and we were there for like, we started talking about OkCupid for like five months, just like video chatting, uh, all, all with the intention of that, uh, I'm going to come here. Um, and then my plan sort of fell through. I couldn't come here. So I told him like, hey, it's not happening. Be free. Do whatever you want to be. And then um, I decided to go to Cambodia uh, to become an English teacher there. And then what my husband did, my, my, my boyfriend at that time, uh, what he did was he quit his job and um, and he bought a plane ticket to Aww. move to Cambodia. And we, uh, he stayed there for a year and a half with me. Um, and he proposed there. We got, um, we, we flew back here to San Diego to get married. Uh, but that for me was such a big move that yeah. moving to Portland 
like just because I don't like the weather is not going to stop me from <laughs> moving to Portland because he like left every and he he never asked for it but like I feel like you know it's it for tat it's my turn it's <laughs> I can do this you did this for me Adam. right so um, that was uh that 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 um our beginning of our uh, relationship was one of those things that apparently um, happens in movies and you read a happen <laughs> in real life, but he did it. And I'm like, that's insane. But you know, <laughs> I knew then five months in that this is the guy I'm probably going to marry because he moved all the way from San Diego. <laughs> and this is this is a guy that's only been, uh, the only other country he's been to was Mexico. This he is was that, committed. That he was you just know. that into just like, you. that's it. You, you know, know I have he's to go. into you when he quits his job. Right. <laughs> and, and leaves just like, his country. It's, <laughs> it's funny because he didn't even tell his parents until he was leaving a week oh, later he was he told his parents that he was only going for a vacation and then he uh, took his parents for like uh breakfast and then he said and his mom was like so when are you coming back uh for your like after your trip uh, a week later and then he's like oh probably a year and then, <laughs> and then his mom was like what Dude, his sister straight up thought he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Um, but it, was, it was just so funny to me to think that, like, what must my in-laws think of me? Like, <laughs> in the beginning. You were this there's, seductive woman. Where, where, this, where his son just suddenly, like, died. Son out of the country. <laughs> I peace out. I'm gonna go. <laughs> you had totally manipulated. You were gonna kidnap him, take all of his. That's what my mom says. Don't talk to people online. They'll <laughs> they'll kidnap you and take all your money and bury you in a ditch. And I'm like, what? I'm just gonna <laughs> stay quiet. <laughs> Don't talk to that rich. <laughs> Don't talk to anybody. She's so funny. She's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Friends. <laughs> My friends, you yeah. don't have friends. Wait, I know. I right? do have friends. I'm doing you. You're not supposed to have friends. So then she'll get on the phone with her friends. Who are you talking to, mom? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 definitely like my in laws love me. Um, oh, they they're they're very happy that we met, and you know, um. But I can just imagine what they were thinking when we first started dating, and he moved across the world well yeah and you, you you get a week notice to that too and so right. <laughs> that he's like he obviously must not have planned this it's just a spur of the moment decision yeah. or something I mean there's a lot of preconceived notions that would be that you would speak into that that you would just add on to that without I think he the- I think he was just worried that if we kept dating online um instead of in person um the the relationship would sort of um uh start to like die down mm-hmm. and um and i don't blame him a lot of online relationships uh, you know you got to work hard for it a, a lot of like long distance relationships is difficult 
and you yeah, have to really oh, work yeah. hard on it um especially since you don't get to see the person um you don't get to touch the person it's very different um it's a very different dynamic i would never wish long distance relationship on anyone the first five months was like terrible like it was so much fun that you know that we were talking but like it was it was lonely as well because you know this is the person that you really cared about and you're like uh, they're on the other side of the planet and then you also have this idea of like well what if this relationship isn't real because you only met online like how can you consider this a real relationship and you have other people telling you that you know hey you don't know this person it's not a real thing but I'm very much uh, in the belief that if you really just be honest with the person even if it's online it's a real relationship but yeah. uh, for the first five months it was it was really hard I wouldn't I would have wished that on anybody <laughs> don't do it but you know <laughs> Twitter is a terrible place to say. You can't say that on Twitter. There's so much. Oh, in fact, one of our shows coming up is going to, oh, never mind. I'm not going to bring that up. Um, (laughs) You just have to listen. I just, I just booked a a guest uh, for tomorrow that I'm really um, interested to talk to. Uh, uh, Reggie, you better have lots of questions. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm. No, back. (laughs) And then you got to get up in front, and, or or else I'll ask you questions because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the other guest. Yeah, you're going to suddenly be the other guest. Well, have you done that, Reggie? She's mean <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to ask. You know, you better you better do a little research because I'm going to look. At <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's going to be too hard not to ask. And then if somebody asks me, I'll be like, what? <laughs> Oh, anyways, I'm sorry. All these vagueness. Vague Thank you so much for coming on. I want to no wrap this up before it gets too long, but um, I appreciate it. And telling me, uh, hearing your story about um, how you got into podcasting, that's so cute. I want to do that too. And, <laughs> and no, then no, the- like, no, no deepness to it. I just like, <laughs> I saw my husband get a mic and I was like, I want a mic. Are you that's- kidding? That's how I started. My kid had a mic and I thought, huh. I, I want to reach a different audience. Maybe I'll meet somebody new and I'll read my practice reading my story out loud for editing. And that'll be good too. And I'll just do that online. And so he had a microphone that he had gotten for some kind of streaming, not Twitch for something else. And he wasn't using it. And I, I thought, how do you do that? And just plugged it in. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I still have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> you're better at that. You, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on and it's um my pleasure. yeah and reggie thank you for uh for co-chairing mm-hmm. the, the question now we, we have to go back there oh yeah i don't know where you, i lost some of your audio there um guys that yeah reggie reggie the word now we have to like come up yeah she remembered back. she's she's awesome I said, I said we would come back to it and now we're back to it oh god damn it come on reggie what's the word you pronounced wrong all your life archipelago what (laughs) exactly right say it again archipelago and what what what's the actual word the actual word is Archipelago, I think. 
I don't know. Shit. <laughs> you did I'll go to a pedal- dictionary. <laughs> yeah, you guys fix me. <laughs> I love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, she's I've always so had an issue her. with that one. <laughs> did you go to a dictionary and it's one of the Glyza's freaking died in the corner over here. Yeah, we kind of lost your audio a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but uh, she's absolutely having. It's just me laughing. It's okay. It's just you laughing. Yeah, but it's. (laughs) So, yeah, there we go. Okay. Thank you. We're keeping that in. (laughs) Oh, no, we totally are. Okay, good. (laughs) I'll edit that in. Okay, good. Okay, thank you so much, and you have a great day, and go and get all the things done. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, it was so much fun having, uh, uh, being here with you guys. and being Yeah, it, oh, it always is. It's great to talk to real people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> instead of my imaginary friends. <laughs> thank you for joining. Thank you so much. This says, I'm going to go ahead and, oh, wow. What is going on with my audio? Is it my, yeah, you just, just, that just blew out of nowhere for no reason. Um, This has been uh, another episode with Reggie of um, Storytime. And we've gotten to hear uh, Gliza's story, how she went from um, just uh, deciding, you know, she needed to read new books and then she was, or maybe she was going to podcast and then what was she podcasting? I don't know, but she just made a choice to do something different and it's kind of taken her life in a new direction and she's growing and learning and sharing classic literature, which is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So um, I'm so grateful she came on today and that she's continuing to grow into her story. Every episode is about a story. So there you go. <laughs> it's weird. I don't have the music when I close out on the other lives. I always have the music. And so it's, it's, I mean, it's odd, but we should be able to add it. <laughs> yeah. You add some background. It's I need a button. Beep. <laughs> anyways thank you guys i'm gonna log out um uh reggie you do your magic on this audio and and we'll we'll post it at some point in time we'll let you know ahead of time (laughs) okay bye-bye bye-bye